When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. We got some work to do. This is the Advanced Scout with Tom Offerman and Matt Williamson. Steelers turn the page after getting the first win of the season against the Browns on Monday Night Football. And now will be featured on Sunday Night Football in Las Vegas. First road game of the year for the Steelers. Both Pittsburgh and Vegas enter this game at 1-1. One and one. Like I said, Steelers with a big win on Monday night. And of course, the Raiders coming off just getting absolutely housed by the Bills in Buffalo last week, Matt. And just to put that in perspective, the Bills produced 29 first downs compared to just 13 for Vegas last week. <laughs> and Buffalo ran 74 plays, totaling 450 total yards compared to Vegas. 39 plays for just 240 yards. They also doubled up time of possession 40 to 20. So, I mean, it really was a dominant performance you can get. Yeah, it, it really doesn't was. tell us much about the Raiders, does it? It doesn't. I mean, we'll get into them, but they're not a very good football team right now. They might uh, help cure what ails the Steelers a little bit. But I don't know if the Steelers are going to rack up 29 first downs against them either after, what, they had nine this past week, I think? I mean, so we'll see. Yeah, before we get into series history, Raiders D, Raiders O, all that good stuff, uh, just a quick statistic that I'm sure you've heard already. It's Tuesday when we're recording this, so the game is still less than 24 hours from mm-hmm. being complete, but I've heard this about a 1,000 times, Matt. The Steelers gained negative seven yards in the fourth quarter against the Browns on Monday oh, Night yeah. Football, yet they still completed the fourth quarter comeback and were able to get the win. <laughs> sure, that's Never the way seen that up, in the right? history of... I've been watching football since about 1997, since I could realize what I've been watching. Never heard of that at all. Me neither. It's bonkers. Um, How about this one? I'll I'll try to trump yours. And the Steelers scored 26 points, but never snapped the ball inside the opposing 30-yard line. Not even the red zone, the 30. Never had a snap there, but they had 26 points. 14 points from the defense. That helps, obviously. From the offense. And we've been critical this team. No explosives. Well, they got an explosive or two, but they just never got to the red zone to know how they're doing in the red zone. Well, now they move on to the Raiders. Yep. Raiders home opener. Since moving to Las Vegas, they are 11-14 and 14 at home. How about this, too? Since the start of 2022, Vegas has had 14 games decided by one score, eight points or less, as the most in the league during that time, and the Raiders are 5-9 and nine in such contests. So what I'm getting at there is what happened last week in Buffalo doesn't usually happen to these. Las Hasn't Vegas lately. Raiders. Right, right, so right. So it's usually a pretty close game. Week 1, 17-16 win over the Broncos held uh, true to that point. Good point. Series history between these teams, obviously a storied yeah, one with cool. an incredible rivalry in the 70s. Uh, it began in the 19, in 1970, and during that decade, the Steelers and Raiders met 11 times, including five playoff battles, three of which were for the AFC Championship game. In the 70s, the Raiders won six of those 11 overall. The Oakland, Los Angeles, Las Vegas Raiders lead the series 17-14, to but these teams have split 3-3 in the postseason. Their most recent matchup last year was a 13-10 to win in the brutal cold Franco Harris night, of course, Kenny Pickett mm-hmm. leading the comeback. The Steelers have won seven of the last ten, but the Raiders did have a six-game winning streak spanning between 1976 and 1984. Mike Tomlin, 3-5 against the Raiders, under 500 against Oakland, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, whichever city that they're in. I just think it's crazy, you know, we talk about those Steelers in the 70s, six of 11, the Raiders came out on top of those teams. I mean, 
That has to be maybe the only team that had a winning record against that dynasty. Yep. So real quick, I was born in 1973. I'm a lot older than you. And I learned being a Steeler fan from my aunts and uncles right. and parents, of course, neighbors, et cetera, et cetera. And the intelligent ones would say the Raiders maybe would have won three or four Super Bowls if it wasn't for the Steelers. Of course. And more importantly, you know, for the rivalry was I was taught when I was five, six, seven years old you don't hate the Browns, Bengals, Oilers, again, dating myself. You hate the Raiders first and foremost. That's the enemy. Yeah, you know? no doubt. Yeah. See, my generation tried to invent that with the Patriots, but you just never beat the Patriots. So it. it's really, you got to kind of, you know, show <laughs> you up to some of those want. games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. they're always the one winning and holding the Lombardi trophy. Hate them all you want, but they're not as worried not about much you of as a rival. you think the other way around. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's look at these current Raiders, and let's start on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, they're towards the bottom in almost every category that matters. But they're pretty rough. So yeah. are the Steelers' defense for what that, that's worth. So True. both defenses have been rough so far. Um, Steelers and Raiders' defenses each allows 5.4 yards per snap. Only eight teams are worse. In Week 1, the Raiders gave up 131 total yards to running backs, including 10 receptions last week. They gave up 226 total yards <laughs> yeah. to the Bills running backs. The Bills running backs, Matt. The Bills, notoriously they, not known for running the football for the past three years. Can Najee get going? I, I mean, hope. this is as good an opportunity as you're going to get. Well, here's the thing with Najee. Um, yards per attempt has been really solid so far this year. 5.1 in week mm -hmm. one, about 4.6 last week. It might really just be a volume thing when it comes to him. He's just not getting the touches. He's getting right. the he's yards had when he does carry the ball. And I mean, he's getting contact. I haven't seen these numbers. He's but still getting contact, yes. Contacted behind the line of scrimmage much more than he did. His blocking hasn't helped him, let's just put it that way. So this is a good matchup for running backs, at least so far it has been. Buffalo rushed for 183 yards last week against the Raiders. But the Raiders also have a weakness in the passing game because they allow opposing wide receivers a league-high 83.9% catch rate. So that's secondary. The only name that's really back there that people will probably recognize is Marcus Allen. He's kind of at the end of his road right mm -hmm. now. It's not great at any level of this defense, just, you know, maybe a good player in Max Crosby. And I say Max Crosby's a star. I mean, he's not quite both the Garrett level, but I put he's him right behind that tier us. right yep. underneath the uh, Watt, like the Garrett so. trio. Pars yep. Put and Parsons Micah, in there, too, yeah. yeah. Um, but they're hurting for legit starters on the rest of their defense. I mean, Trevor Mooring's all right, the safety. Um, they drafted uh, – the kid out of Texas Tech in the first round and trying to incorporate him as a defensive end opposite Crosby. But, man, they, they're really light on talent on this side of the ball and have been for a couple years. Well, Max Crosby sticking with him because he is the guy on the defense. Mm -hmm. He was pretty quiet against Buffalo. He had six tackles. Uh, but he did have a sack and a tackle for a loss in week one against Denver. But is he kind of just like a one-man band out there right now when it comes to the Raiders? I mean, he was supposed to have Chandler Jones, but I don't know if he's people not have been, happy, and that's why they drafted a guy. He looks high. like he's kind of off the deep end too. I don't know right. if people have been following him on social media. Jones has yet to play a game this year for the Raiders. He ain't going to play this week against the Steelers either. I think he wants to trade. Yeah, I don't think he's going to show up. I don't think yeah. he's going to play for them at all. And even if he did, I mean, 33 years old, 34 Probably years played old. Last year too. He's probably at the end of his road. I would think. I mean, maybe he can. I think he wants to just get out of there. He's kind of an odd dude to begin with. Their linebackers aren't great. Their deep tackles aren't great. Secondary isn't great. But unlike Garrett now and Bosa, Crosby is kind of a one-man band. And right. he does well against doubles and all that. But Miles Garrett was the most doubled defensive or most doubled defensive lineman in the league last year. I bet it's going to be Crosby this year. Just because why wouldn't you? Steelers did a pretty good job in Week One and Week Two erasing yeah. Bosa, erasing Garrett. Really good job erasing Garrett last night. Yeah, I mean. Not the, much statistically at all for either one. 
the matchup between Watt and Garrett, the game between the within the game, I mean, Watt just blew him out of the gym as far as, you know, yeah. if you're looking for, well, who's going to establish themselves yeah. as that depoy front runner between these two guys drafted in the same class who Watt by far. Um, so this is the third as far as the big test is concerned for that Steelers offensive line, which, I mean, Matt, it hasn't graded out well at all from any metric you would, you would look at. But it's done a good job at neutralizing superstars. I think maybe the yeah. trickle down has been a problem for them. Drake Jackson had three sacks, yes. and other people caused problems. But I think it's—I don't know if the stats do the Steelers O-line pass protection justice. Okay. You know, because Kenny's held the ball longer than he should. He hasn't been in rhythm. But I don't wouldn't say the protection's been good. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they, the sack numbers aren't crazy. I, I don't know. I, I have a hard time wrapping. Or there, there's been so many issues with the Steelers' offense. It's kind of hard to pinpoint who's to blame and who isn't because pretty much everyone's to blame. Well, as far as you know, the casual fan and names that you'd recognize: Max Crosby. We talked about Marcus Allen. Or excuse me, Marcus Peters. Marcus Allen. Marcus Peters in the secondary mm. for the uh, Raiders. Um, another one that everybody will recognize: starting linebacker on the inside. Mr. Robert Spillane. Yeah. I mean, if you think the Steelers have problems with their inside linebacker spot, the guy who was a depth piece last year is starting for the Raiders right now. So I said this a week ago, and it's a much easier challenge. I thought the middle of the field was Briar Moose for the taking. and One target. He has two catches this year. I mean, like, if you can't get Friar Muth on And they're Spillane, like screen swing passes. Yeah, they're right. nothing in the middle of the field. Nothing you saw, like, in that Buffalo game down the middle of the seam. And everybody wants to give... Pickett and the O-line and the offensive coordinator issues, and i they're all to blame. Don't get me wrong. Of course. Friermuth is a – I thought he was their best offensive player last year. Get him the ball. It's on the offensive coordinator for sure. And um, Kenny's not, not throwing him the ball when he's been open sometimes too. That's very true. Yeah. Um, before we get to the Raiders' offense, some disturbing stats in my eyes about the Steelers' offense though. Oh, there's a lot of those. Uh, right, but these ones really jump out to me. Steelers offense is dropping back to pass on 74% of their snaps. Only the Minnesota Vikings are dropping mm-hmm. back to pass at a higher rate. They're 0-2, by the way. Yes. Putting up a lot of numbers, but not winning football games. Uh, the Vikings are built to do that, though. Like, if the Vikings wanted yeah. to pass that way, I get that. They traded their star running back, and they have Kirk Cousins, Jefferson, Jordan Addison. Like, they should throw the ball a ton. An established quarterback. Steelers might that. get there at some point. They've got the they pieces might. that could grow into that talent, that kind of talented players, but... Right now, in all offseason long, the narrative was we're going to run the football, we're going to build off of our running game, and things are going to flow. The passing game is going to build off the running game. It's going to be a symbiotic relationship, but you don't have the passing game without the running game. It's kind of like they just said, screw it, forget the running game. Pickett was lightening up in the preseason, we're going to throw it like we have Mahomes. Mm -hmm. But even Mahomes isn't throwing the ball that much. No, nobody is, except for one team. And I'm sure that gets skewed. It's only two games. The whole second half against the Niners was throw, 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 come from behind. But they're not the only team that's been down on the scoreboard heavy right? You know, throughout the, the year. I mean, the Giants got blown out twice, you know, two in a row. Um, real quick, I, I, there's no mention of, like, EPA on that on those, that stat pack, but the Steelers' offense is last dead in last, EPA. Right? Yep. They're dead last. They're dead last in passing, and the only teams that are worse running the ball are Minnesota. So they never don't. run the ball, as we just said. And the Raiders. <laughs> we haven't done anything. This yeah, year haven't on done anything. And they got the, the uh, returning rushing champ on the team. Well, a set that goes hand in hand with that dropping back to pass 74% of the time one. Uh, they just have 96 rushing yards through two games uh, on the season so far. Through mm. both of their games, they still have yet to reach 100 yards as a team. Yeah. As a team. As a team. We're not it's talking about Harris. We're not talking about Warren. We're not talking about. Yeah. 96 total rushing yards as a team. And that. 
think about Harris. Okay Harris had runs. a 21 and 18 yard run last uh, on Monday night, and still only 96 yards as a team. A the Steelers' run. offense is producing 4.3 yards per play. Only Carolina and Cincinnati have a worse mark than that, and I don't think Cincinnati's going to be hanging out in that realm very long. I think they're I actually don't soon. think the Steelers will either. Hopefully, but they finished last year in the top, bottom six or seven. All right, turning to the Raiders' offense, produces 5.3 yards per, per play. Only eight offenses are better, but that stat's very misleading because they don't really put up a lot of yardage in the running game or in the passing game. They've only scored 27 total points in two games. That's tied for the fewest in the league with oh, Matt Cincy in Carolina. Yeah, Again, team. don't think Cincy's going to last that long in the bottom of the barrel as far as points scored are concerned, but uh, Vegas is right there with them. Um, Matt, I think that 5.3 yards per play... It, it, why I think it's misleading is they just don't, they haven't had the ball. They just don't possess the football at all. You're talking about the Steelers? No, the Raiders. Oh, right okay. Now. Yeah, yeah. Because they, they like you said, a 5.3 yards per play, right. is, there's only eight teams better than that. So they're gaining yeah. yards per play, but they had Their the ball for 19 minutes awful. against yeah. the Bills. They had it for like 25 against the Broncos, mm-hmm. even though they won that game. Like, they're just not running enough plays right now. No. And again, part of it's because they don't run the ball hardly at all. Jacobs had minus two rushing yards. Yeah, that's play. insanity. It's like hard to do. Well, the Steelers are dead last in rush defense so far through two games, and they face the rushing champ, like you just mentioned, Josh Jacobs. Um, third straight elite back coming off of Christian McCaffrey and Nick Chubb. Both of them torched the Steelers. Until Chubb they got did. hurt, he was just eating that defense alive. And Ford wasn't bad either. No. Um, it was a slow start this year, though, for Jacobs, as you just mentioned. Uh, first off, last year they held Jacobs to just 44 yards on 15 carries, and that was the season which he had 1,653 yards. So they had so success when he was humming. A lot of success. Yeah. Uh, against Josh Jacobs, but he only has 46 rushing yards through two games. Uh, Jacobs handled 91% of the Raiders' backfield touches in Week 1. Last week, the Raiders ran only 15 times. They were down pretty much from the start against the Bills. Uh, Jacobs had nine of those 15 carries, but like you said, negative two yards on nine carries against Buffalo. He had negative 13 yards before contact and 11 (laughs) yards after contact. He was stuffed on five of his nine carries for zero or negative yards. Uh, Jacobs was the Raiders' second-leading receiver, though, catching five passes for 51 yards, and only Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, have uh, and Josh Jacobs have an 80% running back rush share and a 15% target share through two games. So I mean, he's Barkley, out there all the time, right? Barkley, McCaffrey, yeah. you think of those two guys right at the top of the list of dynamic yep. pass-catching backs. Josh Jacobs is just as good and used just as much as they are. Yeah, and that's one thing about Jacobs is during the Gruden era. For whatever reasons, they did not use him as a pass catcher. And this past season, this new Gruden's era, a bit of a dinosaur. So yeah, he does that. things his way, and they just didn't see him that way. Um, this staff has used him as an every-down true workhorse. There aren't many workhorse backs in the world anymore, but he's one of them. Now, Devontae Adams is the other big name on offense, and I think he's the best overall player on the team. No offense yes. to Max Crosby, yes. who's a great player on the defensive side. But much like Jacobs last year, the Steelers shut Adams down. He had just two catches for 15 yards against Pittsburgh. No one was really passing the ball in that game, though. And that and the conditions had a lot to do with it. Yeah, right. exactly. Uh, that was Adams' second lowest output in a game in which he racked up a 1,516-yard season he was last spectacular. year. Uh, Adams was the Raiders' leading receiver. He had 84 yards on six catches against Buffalo last week. He caught a touchdown in Week 1 against the Broncos. He is not having a slow start to the season. No. Unlike Josh Jacobs. But the Raiders were without Jacoby Myers last week, their second uh, wide receiver on the depth chart, and only one wide receiver had a catch other than Adams last week, which is pretty hard to do in the NFL. So Myers, Especially when you're down week. all game and you're throwing a lot. Exactly. You're losing by a million. Myers was in concussion protocol last week, couldn't play, and Adams is in now. So 
he got dinged up at the very end of that game. So we'll see. I mean, that's a big deal for the Steelers game, obviously. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Adams is probably the player that scares me the most on no the doubt. Raiders team. He might be that, the best route runner. It sounds weird coming off of the Steelers stinking against the run and Josh Jacobs being a good running back, but I've seen the secondary play. Ayuk and the, Cooper did their – I've seen the yeah. secondary play for the Steelers this year, and Devontae Adams is a whole other be- – no offense to Ayuk and Cooper. He's better than those He's guys. a whole other yeah. beast. Uh, Hunter Renfro, another option. Austin Hooper, the tight end. Uh, there's some other guys that you might see you know, Michael pop Mayer up in the passing or, game. Yeah. Michael Mayer, but none of them are real – Monster threats no. other than Adams. And they don't use their t- they use their tight ends oddly. They don't see as many snaps as you would think either. Now Jimmy G is the new element in that Raiders offense. Takes over for Derek Carr. He was the Raiders starter since 2014. In comes Garoppolo. I think last year Jimmy G might have been having his best season until he got hurt. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, he was written yeah. off. You know Trey Lance gets the start to start the season. He gets hurt. Jimmy G comes in. Looks like he's going to roll the Niners right through the NFC Championship game as Jimmy G seems to always do. Er- and then he gets hurt, and then. Purdy ends up taking over the rest of his history. Now he's in Vegas through two games. He has thrown for 385 yards. He has three touchdowns, but he also has three interceptions. So turnover is a problem so far for Jimmy G, but he's putting up decent numbers. So I think far. he's been solid. I mean, he's certainly not. I mean, that Buffalo game, you just kind of take it and throw it away. Like, yeah. it's just. I don't think Jimmy's been the problem. He's a professional quarterback. He's, he's pretty a much solid the case starter. everywhere he goes. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, exactly. If you put the pieces around him, he'll be probably fine. get you to the playoffs. He'll be fine. From, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably win you a couple helps, playoff games, you know, especially in San Francisco. Uh, he's yet to be sacked this year, so maybe offensive maybe line changes. play doing better for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's getting the ball right out of his hands quickly. I think a little both, yeah. But I think that probably does change this week. The Steelers have sacked the quarterback nine times over two games, and mm-hmm. I think T.J. Watt's on a bit of a mission to tie or break his own sack record this yeah. year. He looks like a man possessed. And this is a little like our Niner conversation, where their best lineman is their left tackle, and then the other four... Okay. Yeah, so Highsmith. Yeah. Maybe a High long Smith. day again. But maybe. Maybe TJ Watt has three sacks again. Like yeah, I mean, Colton Miller's not Trent Williams, but the right side's problematic, you know. Well, let's look at some key matchups in this game. First one being Raiders running back them. Josh I mean, Jacobs yeah. versus the Steelers linebackers. Uh, like we said, he run the rushing title last season, but he's had a pretty slow start. But this guy's definitely he's in dangerous. the leagues he's of a, a McCaffrey. He's in the leagues of a Chubb. He's in mm-hmm. that echelon when it comes to running backs. But Probably kind of the forgotten one when it comes to that group. Yeah, and really asserted himself last year, as you mentioned. Yeah, when the you win the leader. title, yeah, you yeah. put yourself on the map. And I would think Adams is more dangerous, but he may or may not play. Um, and if they're full go, I mean, if Myers, Adams, Jacobs, everybody's out there, their weapons aren't to be you know shrugged off. They're they're a good group. And for the offensive side of the ball for the Steelers, this is obvious as I think it gets. Um, their pass protection has to hold up against the Raiders' defensive end, Max Crosby. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think pretty much the only person on the defensive side of the ball that has all-pro potential as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Uh, they did a great job against Bosa and Garrett last week, and now it, it comes to Max Crosby. Just quite simply don't let him wreck the game because that's pretty much the Raiders' game plan on defense, I think, every week is, okay, Max, go out there and try to wreck the game. And he plays a ton of snaps. He never takes time off. He's, he's a really, great really against good player. the run, too. He is, he is. He's very long, very athletic. But this, these matchups are getting a little redundant. I mean, every week I've picked the opposing running back, the opposing edge rusher, and they've played three of the best in at both positions so far after this game. I think we might have that same thing next week against Houston as well. Just a little spoiler. Like, yeah. Pretty Will good Anderson possibly. And, and Damon Pierce yeah. is a running back. So but Two nice matchups coming up for the Steelers. Two nice matchups coming yeah. up for the Steelers. Hopefully you get to 3-1 and one before be the old Ratbirds come in to Acroshore Stadium. But we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. First things first, Sunday night football in Vegas. Steelers try to get to 2-1, and one, kickoff at 8-20. 
on DVE, Steelers and Raiders. Matt and I will be back again next week to break down Steelers and Texans on the Advanced Scout. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.